welcome one and all to another week and another episode. Not really another week, just half a week, but a new episode of the RJO Show where we talk about the National Football League all the time and its encompassing elements. My name is RJ Ochoa, your humble host. I am a staff writer for InsideTheStar.com. I also host Ocho Live, a streaming option on Facebook Live and my official Periscope page multiple times a week. And, um, you know, there's a lot of encompassing elements to all that. One of them is joining us right now. You know, he's got a, an official title, and I'm going to give it to him, but he's my good friend, my good pal. We, I talk to this guy every day, you know, late into the night as we're both churning out content for InsideTheStar.com. Staff writer, Sean Martin. What's going on, Sean? Well, we just got to watch the Cowboys play a football game, so can't say that I'm not doing, you know, pretty good. We got to watch some Dak Prescott. We got to see Des Bryant do Des Bryant things. So, you know, let's just jump into it and talk about what we saw because we saw a lot of good and a lot of bad. So we'll talk about all of that. But like you said, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be working with you at Inside the Star and, you know, get a new season underway. This is a big point for any football, you know, community, any website, any blog, any forum, anywhere that football is a topic, it's going to be a big time for them right now with the preseason getting underway for pretty much every team and, you know, for the Cowboys that was tonight. And so Cowboys Nation was alive and well on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. And here we are uh, doing this show. So, you know, again, happy to be here and let's talk some Cowboys football. No, absolutely. It's been a a fun week. And like you said, uh, we're back together. You and I, sort of the um, the old men on the block when it comes to Inside the Star, we're... we're yeah, the, the veterans here. Yeah, we're you the, know. We're the guys coming out of halftime, right? Exactly. We uh, we knew, you know, we went through the struggle of 2015 together at Inside the Star. And, um, you know, as, uh, as the old cliche goes that every NFL player says, you know, iron sharpens iron. And so we sharpened one another. Here we are. We're excited. You know, we've both been putting out some good content. People need to check out, by the way, your weekly column, Tweet Break, at Inside the Star. Can you just yes. tell, explain that? Because it's kind of – it's it's a complicated thing, but it's kind of simple. It's really cool. What's Tweet Break? All right, so what you can do, first of all, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at SourceSportsNJ because that will give you kind of a better feel of what Tweet Break is because, of course, it's, you know, Twitter involved. And what I do is basically, you know, whenever I have a break at work or I'm sitting here at home like I am now or, you know, whenever I'm on my phone – a lot of the times I'm on Twitter, so what I'm doing is I'm, you know, scrolling and I'm seeing what you're putting out there and what Cowboys Nation is putting out and, you know, people from other sites and all kinds of great Cowboys tweets or even things that are, you know, not exactly related to the Cowboys, but in some way can tie to the Cowboys. Any tweets that I find, I have an area that I can uh, save them at Inside the Star. And then on every Friday, I throw in all the tweets into one post. I kind of rattle them off and just say, okay, here are the best Cowboys-related tweets from the week and even if you don't have twitter you can see the tweets right there on the site and you can read through it and say you know oh you know that's a good point that this made or this was funny that this guy tweeted this or you know oh it's cool that you know des bryant's tweeting out uh, inspirational quote because he's getting ready to play or yeah. you know things like that and you can just see a bunch of cool things and we run through it and sometimes it's a marathon to the finish sometimes it's a sprint and you know it has a different feel each week obviously during the season I'm looking forward to getting it going this is going to be the first you know regular season of tweet break but so it's going to adapt a bit and I want to start moving it to Monday like you said which would be a good idea uh, to get it out after the games but yeah that's basically the concept you scroll Twitter you yeah. find things you like and you throw them into a post and inside the store because that's what we do we throw things into <laughs> posts and make people read them and people read them and yeah no it's uh it's a fun article it's one of my favorite things to read every week I had the uh, the privilege of, of authoring one tweet break a few weeks ago, and it was just it was so much fun. Um, you're right; it's, it's a great sort of just um, you know sort of collection of, of the week's tweets. You do a great job, and and I hope people check it out. 
This has I been. I can a- give you some uh, some breaking news on why you had to offer that tweet break. I know that your sources said that it was because I was out in Oxnard trying to try out for middle linebacker because yeah. that was when we were going through the uh, Rolando McLean mess, but it was actually just because my internet went down. So I was not <laughs> out in Oxnard. I was here writing about the Cowboys happily in the mess that they had a middle linebacker and not trying to go break every bone in my body getting won over by Alfred Morris and the likes of them. Well, yeah, I mean, um, well, whatever the case, it was fun and it's a fun thing. And yes. um, I'm excited to see how it gets going this regular season. And kind of what we're doing right now is sort of a preview of the regular season. The Cowboys are, you know, they're practicing to get ready for the regular season. So we have to do the same. And the idea of this episode... Talk about practice. Right. The, the idea <laughs> of this episode of the RJO show every week will be on Sunday nights, uh, you know, right after the Sunday night football game. We'll jump on Ocho Live, which I just did and you watched. Thank you. And uh, talk about whatever's going on. The Cowboys, you know, whatever happened in the wide world of the National Football League. And then we'll come here. It'll be me and another guest, you oftentimes, or other people around the Twitter football community. And we'll, you know, talk about whatever happened that day. And then we'll fire up, which we're, you and I are going to do in a, you know, about 10 minutes, I'd say, another Ocho Live session and take some questions and commentary from viewers and, and integrate it all into one pod. And, you know, it's either going to be awesome or just a flaming hot mess. And so we're going to find out here today. You're the guinea pig, Sean. And, so it's uh, going to be the 2015 Cowboys with Tony Momo or the 2015 Cowboys without Tony Momo. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this is our uh, this is our Eagles game right now where we decide how it's going to go. But uh, but yeah, you know, let's just let's start doing that. Let's start talking about the Cowboys. Right. You know, you, you mentioned the Eagles. We saw yesterday that Carson Wentz, he has a hairline fracture on one of his ribs. And so, you know, we were reminded early on Saturday about the risks that go into the preseason. And thank God right now we're, we're taping this on Saturday night. The Cowboys escaped the first preseason game against the Los Angeles Rams in the NFL's return to Los Angeles pretty much injury-free. Um, and they escaped... Yeah, with a loss and, you know, whatever. I don't really care. I don't think you do. But they escaped with some serious high points and, and high attitudes on a lot of important things. What's your, you know, I know we're going to write about this a lot this week at Inside the Star, but what was your, you know, sort of let's just go your top two immediate takeaways from the preseason game, which the Cowboys lost to the Rams 28-24? to How about just Dak Prescott and Des Bryant? I mean, yeah, those are two players that, you know, let's start with Brian, actually. Everyone's going to want to start with Prescott. We'll, we'll get to Prescott. I'm not saying that we won't, you know, give him the credit that he absolutely deserves. But let's just start with, you know, Des Bryant, the emotional leader of this Cowboys offense when he's on the field, had the injuries that took him out of a few games in 2015. But then, you know, we noticed even when he was on the field in 2015, he just wasn't himself. And really, no one's been able to pinpoint, you know, why that was. Obviously, you know, backup quarterbacks being in the game was a big effect. But when you're Des Bryant, when you're number 88 for the Dallas Cowboys, it's inexcusable to a certain level what happened to this offense, what happened to this team going mm-hmm. four and twelve when he's out there and they're still not producing offensively. Yeah. And so he came out there with you know, it still wasn't Tony Romo, Ezekiel Elliott, Jason Witten, but it was Dak Prescott saying, Okay, I need a number one receiver. Des Bryant saying, I am that number one receiver, whether you, you know, forgot about me or not. Came up with the one catch down the sideline, welcome back Des. Prescott, you know, has that chemistry going with him, he's feeling it, throws that back shoulder fade that you know, we've seen number nine there behind you in that poster. Um, throw to him so many times for a touchdown. Prescott throws it for a touchdown. Des Bryant goes up, catches it. And, you know, in two plays right there, it's like, okay, wow. You know, this whole, the Cowboys actually aren't 
you know, a four and twelve team. The Cowboys have talent. Des Bryant is that talent. Kind mm-hmm. of sewed itself in two plays. It was, you know, it was a starting point, like I said, and then you can even picture him doing that in the regular season on a throw from Romo and a handoff from Zeke, you know, on the play before. Yeah. You know, may, may, maybe that throw doesn't even go to Des uh, in a regular season. Maybe it's a run, you know, and Zeke just runs in for a touchdown, and his throw on the sideline is what set up that touchdown. So, you know, things are starting to fall in place, as that's what you use the preseason for to put things in place. But one thing that the Cowboys wanted to get sorted out very early on was, you know, can Des Bryant be himself? Mm-hmm. And, well, he showed that very quickly and making a good friend with, you know, a rookie quarterback, Dak Prescott. Yeah, and, you know, I think uh, over the course, this is this is Des Bryant's seventh NFL season. It's really hard to believe that at times. And if we're honest with ourselves, I think that we have to admit that Des is the kind of player who you sort of need to rev his engine up. You know, he, he needs that, that motivation, that, that confidence to, to really, you know, get his juices flowing so that he's prepared to go out there and be Des Bryant, like you're saying. You know, you talked about those two plays. Des Bryant on the night, he had two targets. He caught both of them for 28 yards in that touchdown in the corner of the end zone, the, the, or, you know, the, the front corner, which was really great. And I think, you know, you, you talk about 4-12 and 12 and the year that, that, that it was last year. You and I know it well. I wrote multiple plans trying to save the oh, season. Yes. Um, but I, I think that for a guy like Des Bryant, I think that he needs that. You know, he needs to be reminded, I'm I'm Des Bryant. You know, it's sort of a, a shake the, you know, the, the term get the rust off has been beaten to death. I think it's kind of a shake the cobwebs off type thing. I think it's a, okay, this is who I am. I know that now. I'm reminded I can go out and I can dominate. And you're right. You know, he made good friends with, with Dak Prescott, who is apparently the QB2 on the depth chart now. You know, he talked about him at halftime. He said that Dak is really comfortable back there, that he's, you know, you can tell he doesn't play like a rookie. He plays like he's been there before. He's he's very good. He said he's he's special. And I think that we saw that, you know, moving on to your second point. Dak Prescott was extremely poised tonight. And, you know, you can say dude, it's a preseason game, you know, whatever, but ultimately it's an NFL game against NFL competition and it's on a national, you know, broadcast. It's in the NFL's return to Los Angeles, which isn't just some, some scrub market. There, there was some, uh, you know, some stuff going on in this game. And, and I think Dak Prescott came out and he played like he's from the SEC and that's what we, we thought Dak would be. And so what do you think about, you know, obviously you, you think he played well, but what did, what did you take away from Dak specifically? Oh, I absolutely love everything that Dak Prescott put out here on the field tonight for the Cowboys. You know, I did an article a couple months back. I'm going to have to go dig up and, you know, bring out, bring back out. It was titled something like the Cowboys should be fortunate to, quote, settle for Dak Prescott because mm-hmm. we had the stories right after the draft that they wanted to trade some assets and some picks for Paxton Wentz, and then they were going to take Connor Cook, and the Raiders picked him one pick ahead of, you know, where they were going to go. Mm-hmm. But Dak Prescott's a guy that, you know, I followed pretty closely throughout his college career, and he just has that it factor that he showed tonight on the biggest stage. He has the factor that makes it look like you can say, okay, Dak Prescott, here's the situation. We're going into the LA Coliseum. We're playing on ESPN. The team we're playing is the Los Angeles Rams. They haven't been a team in a while. They're, yeah. They're, it's, you know, they're the Los Angeles Rams, and it's their first game as the Los Angeles Rams in the modern era. You're playing at the LA Coliseum. Go be our QB1, and we'll give you Des Bryant, but we won't give you Ezekiel Elliott or Jason Witten. Yeah. Go do things. And he you know, immediately found 88, and 88 helped him out like we talked about in the first segment, but he was great. You know, The play calling I thought was great. 
you know, running things that you saw him do in college. The offense was fast-paced. They moved the ball around. I wrote down in my notes here at uh, one point in the second quarter, the touchdown throw he had to Terrence Williams at that point was the sixth different player receiver for the Cowboys to catch a pass when Williams hold that pass in. So Let me get let me know. guess the first five here. Let me guess. All right, I'm going to go Dez. I'm going to go Darius Jackson, Alfred Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't Jeff Swain. He dropped everything. Um, <laughs> Cole, he made a nice catch late in the game. Cole Beasley, that's four. Yep. Beasley was a third down conversion. And um, Bryce Butler. Butler had one. I don't remember the Butler one, but I'll take your word because you remember literally everything. So wow. I wouldn't be surprised if you just nailed that. But, you know, like you're saying, he spread the ball around. He was able to make reads. And, you know, we'll talk all we want about, you know, as the weeks go on and we expect to see more and more from Prescott. We'll watch the film and we'll talk about, you know, is he making the right reads or is he getting through the reads fast enough? And that was a huge thing, of course, mm-hmm. through training camp. Is he making the reads fast enough? Well, here tonight, it either seemed like A, he was, or B, he wasn't being forced to make multiple reads because his receivers were stepping up and saying, you know, we understand this guy's playing his first game. I'm going to run a great route, get myself open, and trust that Prescott's going to get me the ball. Mm-hmm. And he did it to Beasley. He did it to Morris, like you said. He did it to Bryant for a touchdown. He did it to Williams for a touchdown. So, yeah, unbelievable stuff from Dak Prescott. You know, he has a long way to go, of course, but you've always, at least me personally, and why I'm so excited for what he did, I've always gotten the vibe from him watching him in college that he's a guy that could handle this stage like it was tonight, and I was so excited that it was going to set up with the Hall of Fame game getting canceled for him to play on this stage. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he got the stage, he made the most of it, I'm happy for him, and I'm happy that you know the Cowboys might have a solution at QB2, as crazy as that sounds, because mm-hmm. this has been a problem since you know week two of last season, and all of a sudden they draft a guy in the fourth round, it's like, oh, we found no answer. Well, maybe not so fast, but at the same time, you got to love what Dak Prescott did once again. Dak Prescott in his Dallas Cowboys debut was 10 for 12 for 139 yards two touchdowns like you noted to des bryant and terrence williams he had two rushes um you know for 13 yards nothing nothing special nothing to write home how on about the, on his the pocket presence his pocket presence and his ability to throw the deep ball i tweeted yeah. out you know who said that can't throw the deep ball a few of them were maybe a little bit behind or the timing was not you know perfect it wasn't what you see from romo but very few quarterbacks are Tony Romo in their first game. Yeah. So, you know, Prescott really not only proved that he can do the things we expected him to do, he even showed a little bit that he can do some things that maybe we didn't expect from him. So, yeah. you know, his ceiling is uh, is going to be set pretty high going into next week's game, and he'll get plenty of reps once again because I doubt we're going to see much of Tony. Maybe we'll see a little bit, though. So just going to continue to be a storyline, uh, you know, around Cowboys Nation. I agree, and, you know, you talked about Dak and his, his timing and, and his pocket presence. I think the guy was afforded a great luxury in, in, you know, the protection that he got from his offensive line. And that's what Jameel Showers didn't have, to be totally fair to, to Jameel. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Dak comes from a, a point in, in college where the guy, you know, he knows these stages. You talk about playing the Rams, for the, you know, the Los Angeles Rams for the first time in, in, you know, the modern era, the first time this century, however you want to word it. The guy's played Alabama. I mean, the guy knows big stages. He's beaten Alabama. He beat yeah. Alabama to get his team to the number one uh, ranking in the country yeah. in his, I believe, junior year. might have been his senior year. But, no. you know, he's he's won big games in college, and he – made the most of his opportunity as a Dallas Cowboy in his first game now. So no, and he, uh, you know, he's a guy to root for, let's say that. Exactly. He did it all in a very humble way. He looked very excited when Jameel did have the success he did. And, you know, I think we're both, you know, we're obviously really in love with Dak right now. But, you know, something else that, that I'm in love with on this team is Lucky Whitehead. And, and I, 
I'm going to be honest. I, I said multiple times, multiple places that that Lucky could have his job potentially be in jeopardy if Darius Jackson showed up. But Lucky just, you know, that's Lucky's been on this show, and uh, you know, he he, you know, I'm eating some crow. I don't know if you can hear it over my microphone here because the guy Lucky Whitehead takes the opening kickoff to the house and i'm just sitting here all right you know lucky that's right you're cool you want to come back on the show we'll do it but that was great to see for me the other thing that was great to see was that the defense just wasn't abysmal you know the, the defense hung tough that the defense made you know they made Dak prescott look better than jared goff the number one overall pick in the draft who i know you were in love with at one time and so <laughs> Um, I went you know, from Team Goff to Ramsey to we took Elliott. So. Oh, yeah. So um, what was something else, something non-DAC related, something kind of potentially surprising that uh, that took Sean Martin by surprise? Um, We can move on to the defense, but one more point on the offense I want to make is that I'm really excited to watch this team find a role for Alfred Morris. I wrote mm-hmm. a little bit about this um, in another post more recently at InsideTheStore.com. You can check that out. But, you know, kind of shaping your offensive identity – We've all been caught up probably too much, to be honest, in this storyline for the 2016 Cowboys that, oh, well, it's just going to be just like 2014. We're going to run the ball and do the, you know, other things that they did to win 12 games. And, right. Yay. And, you know, obviously, well, let's go with that because it looks like they're at least going to try that. Are they going to die trying and fail? Well, maybe. But that's what they're going to try. And so 2014, who were the running backs? DeMarco Murray and Joseph Randall. The new, you know, Murray, if you will, is Ezekiel Elliott. And we know that, at least from college tape, you know, college tape being college tape, but we know that what we've seen from Zico Elliott, that he's more complete than DeMarco Murray. And he can stay on the field more and pass protect and, you know, catch swing passes and run a guy over in a hole and, you know, do basically anything that you want a running back to do. Mm-hmm. So if that means that any other, any of these other talented backs on the Cowboys roster, whether it be, you know, Darren McFadden, who we're forgetting about, or Darius Jackson, who did some things tonight, are they going to get less of an opportunity than Randall did in 2014? Well, I think Morris is going to have something to say about that because right. I think what he brings is similar to Ezekiel Elliott in one aspect, and that's his physicality as a downhill runner. And, you know, I just picture the Cowboys offense, and I was picturing this tonight and, you know, smiling and doing Dak's first drive. I picture this Cowboys offense being such a, you know, tough unit overall, such a physical, grinded-out type of, you know, scared defensive coordinators. Nobody wants to face the Dallas Cowboys type of offense because they're going to walk out here with this great wall of Dallas offensive line and they're going to say, okay, behind this offensive line, we have Tony Romo and Ezekiel Elliott. Try to stop that because Romo has Des Bryant to throw to and all his other weapons. Ezekiel Elliott has his own talents. Oh, and when we feel like it, you know, in the same packages that we gave Randall in 2014, we're just going to go hand the ball to Alfred Morris and he's going to start running guys over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this offense for the Cowboys at its best, or, you know, if they listen to me, which they're not going to, of course, but I'm just a guy in my living room with a headset. If they give Alfred Morris a similar role to what Joseph Randall had, he can be great. And we know, you know, he's ran in his own scheme before that Scott Linehan deploys. So, you know, I just picture this offensive line getting the block for a workhorse in Zeke and then changing it up with Alfred Morris, who's also pounding the ball and wearing down defenses and then letting Romo flow over the top and, you know, all these things coming together. Like mm-hmm. I said, is it going to come together that way? We have no idea, but more so that he can be that guy on a couple carries tonight. We didn't see Elliott, but we saw 
We saw Morris get first team reps, and then we saw Darius Jackson, who kind of hopes to have a similar role as maybe like a Lance Dunbar type player. And then if Dunbar's healthy, he'll do some things that we saw early in the 2015 season as well. That's right. We've got Sean Martin from InsideTheStar.com hanging out with me on the RJO Show. We are about to go totally and completely live after this break. We will be hanging out on Ocho Live doing things and seeing whatever happens. We will be right back here on the RJO Show after this break. Hey, Cowboys Nation, the preseason is here, which means that you need to be up to date on the Dallas Cowboys, so you need to head over to InsideTheStar.com. At Inside the Star, we've got you covered from game previews, game recaps, player profiles, breaking news, and my bold predictions column that comes out every week. You don't want to miss it. You're absolutely going to want to be a part of the InsideTheStar.com ride this season with the Dallas Cowboys as they hopefully make their way towards Super Bowl 51. You can check us out on the web, follow us on Twitter, at InsideTheStarDC, like our official Facebook page, and you can check us out on Instagram. Instagram, Snapchat, Google+, and anything else you can think of. Check us out. I promise you won't regret it. And let us know if there's anything that you want us to write about. For now, let's get back to this episode of the RJO Show. Welcome back to the RJO Show. I am joined my good friend and fellow staff writer inside the star.com, Sean Martin. We are talking and reacting the Dallas Cowboys and Los Angeles Rams preseason game. Sean, you doing all right? I am doing great. Well, good. We are about to take technology to a meta level. We are recording on the RJO show. And uh, as you know, and as the listeners know, I do weekly streams called Ocho Live on my Periscope and the Inside the Star official Facebook, Facebook Live feed. And we're about to do that all at once. I'm about to fire up Ocho Live. We're going to see how this goes. Are you ready? Yeah, for those that don't know, I'm kind of like tripping you out right now. I'm holding my phone that has your Periscope feed up to my webcam, so you're seeing what you're doing basically well, let's, on my feed. Let's so. see. Let's see what happens. We're Sean. having some fun here. Yeah. Are you ready? We're about to do this. We're about to. I don't, like you said, this is our Eagles game. We're about to win or blow the season. So. All right, here let's, we go. We're starting. Win on free. We're starting the broadcast, and we are live. Welcome, Ocho Live. What's going too, on? Someone saying on Periscope. We are hanging out here. Uh, we are joined. What's going on, uh, world? We're on Ocho Live. We're on the RJO Show Live. I hope everybody's having a good time. If you can't tell, I'm going to move you around a little bit. We've got Sean Martin, staff writer for InsideTheStar.com, who is here. Hi, people. I don't know if they can me. hear me. <laughs> you cannot hear him because uh, I can hear him through these headphones. And we're recording, but we're talking about Cowboys-Rams. And if you want, you can listen to the RJO Show as soon as we're done. Uh, we'll have this posted at rjochoashow.com. We'll tweet it out. We'll do all that jazz and all that talk. And we're talking Cowboys-Rams. We already talked Dak Prescott and all the fun stuff. And uh, we're here. We're joined by Bobby Belt on Ocho Live, our good friend, our mutual friend, Sean. And so we're here to talk about the Cowboys. What do you want to talk about, Sean? Well, we did a lot of the offense in the first segment. People tuning in, we'll we've have got, to go to the podcast, got, so let's move on to the defense. We've got Bobby saying Dak. He's saying, I told y'all, and I remember that Bobby said... Hey, uh, I was team Dak, too. I mean, Bo- I'm, I'm going to let... But I know Bobby had a first-round grade on this guy, so I'm going to let him have some spotlight there, but... Yeah, 
I was I, I liked me some Dak Prescott. We've, we've got a with. we've got a question, Sean. How did our D line look? So what did you think of the Dallas Cowboys defensive line in uh, in their preseason opener? You know, I didn't really see anybody that flashed. You know, I was looking for just that one play where, you know, one of these defensive ends that we're talking about just screams off the edge and says, you know, screw the four months of everyone sitting around saying that we're not going to be good. I'm going to blow up this, you know, third string tackle or even a first string tackle, whatever. I'm going to blow a guy up, make a play in the backfield and, you know, prove that I can earn playing time for Rod Marinelli, considering that's pretty much all you need to do right now to get snaps at defensive end is actually be a viable defensive end mm-hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys. And I didn't really see that. I saw Ryan Russell kind of trying to build on some of the things that we've seen in training camp where, you know, he's moving a lot better than he did last year, but he's still not able to, you know, kind of extend his hands, get off blocks. David Irving was just out there eating people no, for you're right. a, a good amount of time. So. You know, he made some plays, and hopefully he has a big part of the rotation. But I didn't see that one play where a guy just said, I'm going to put my head down and win this snap, you know. That's a Jason Garrett mantra, you know, win the, you know, win today, be your best you. I didn't see any of these defensive ends really take a hold of that. And, you know, you can look at that and say, well, it's because they're not very good. Or say, you know, we have three preseason games left to figure this out. We have Benson Mayoa trying to, you know, come back at some point and come mm-hmm. off the right edge and open things up. Demarcus Lawrence, of course, didn't play, and he'll be suspended. But when he comes back, we expect really big things from him. So, you know, things are going to fall into place. But for now, it's absolutely fair to say that this defensive line, you know, wasn't that impressive. Sean, we had some technical difficulties. I know you uh, you can see me on, on our webcam here. We've got uh, the Ocho Live audience said they couldn't hear you, so you saw me take my headphones off. We've created sort of an amphitheater look, and uh, like we talked about, we're just seeing how this works. Uh, Bobby, our good friend, he said Cedric Thorne is his hero, and I think Cedric Thorne's going to have to be all of our heroes this season. He's going to have to be the guy that, that, you know, be a guy, really, because the Cowboys don't have a guy. You know, the Cowboys don't have somebody. They're not going to have DeMarcus Thorne. We didn't see him. But tonight, you know, that's the, the thing about the defensive line. Nobody really jumped out tonight. Um, you know, in terms of the defensive line, like, you know, like Dak did. Bobby is, is still in love with Dak on the on the Ocho live feed, and he has every right to be. But nobody jumped out to that level. And I think that if you took some disappointments away from tonight, I think it would be that because, you know, that's outside of backup quarterback, the number one concern for this team. It's what the concern has been for a lot of seasons. They haven't been able to generate enough pressure to have a dominant defense. Yes, they have Rod Marinelli, and he's able to do all these things. But, you know, at a certain point, it comes down to, you know, you got to have a guy who's the guy. We are here on the RJO show doing it live like we always do. And we we're have on a comment Ocho on Periscope. Dak Prescott is the closest thing this generation has to Joe Montana. Wow. Uh, I don't know that I would agree with that. He certainly was great tonight, like we talked about. He went 10 for 12 for 139 yards and two touchdowns. But, I mean, that was great. This is, um, you know... Uh, Here's what I'm hoping for, for just ultimate, you know, Cowboys nation getting flipped upside down effect. I'm hoping that next preseason game, Dak continues to do good things, but then Sowers comes out and, you know, has like a 50-yard rush for a touchdown, and then he completes like six straight passes on another drive, and then it's like, oh, where do we go? Is Dak better? Is Sowers better? I think more people would support Dak, but I'm not sure. I want that to happen. And then, you know, like we talk about again, going back to what Jason Garrett, the head coach, wants for this football team, we talk about, you know, competition spurring your best moments spurring you know a reaction that you have to make to earn a QB2 spot that's going to be incredibly important once again for the Cowboys so that would be good to see but I'm hoping that Sowers you know still throws his name in here of course and I think he will but tonight is all about Dak as Bobby would uh, be happy to 
to go with you. You know, you mentioned Upside Down and you mentioned Bobby. And I know that you are in the middle of starting Stranger Things on Netflix. The Upside Down, I'm just going to give you a spoiler alert, that's a key thing to the whole thing. Stranger Things and the Upside Down, that's, you know, that ties everything together in the Stranger Things universe. And you wrote a Stranger Things post as well. I did write a post about Stranger Things where I compared um, every Dallas Cowboys uh, defensive player um, to to a character from Stranger Things. And, um, you know, it was fun. But uh, this has been fun here. We're going to end the Ocho Live experience on this. So thank you for tuning in and for watching. You can listen to this audio on the RJO Show in a little bit. Uh, we've got Corey, our good friend, who's saying don't leave. Sorry, Corey, we got to finish this podcast. But thank you to the Ocho Live crew for hanging out, and we'll see you soon. I'll be back uh, on Monday um, at 3, thir- 3 o'clock Central Time. We'll be here. Ocho Live. Go Cowboys. And Sean, I'm still here. On, our, on the RJO show, and we're talking about a wide variety of things. How did you think that that went? This is going to potentially be a routine that we, uh, we go through through the whole season. Yeah, I think that was fun. Um, you know, hopefully we can work through it and figure out, you know, what the fans, you know, like best out of it. That's what we're all about here at Cowboys Nation and Inside the Stars. You know, what the fans want is what we're going to try to bring them. So, but for now, that worked because we had some people in there commenting. And, you know, it's just great to see. I can't sp- express enough, you know, and, you, and you've talked about this and it's been important. You know, I can't stress enough how awesome it is just being recognized, you know, and being able to talk to other Cowboys fans that, you know, actually care about what you're saying about this team and, you know, things like that. It's just, you know, just like you talk about Cowboys Twitter is amazing. Well, it really is because you can just get thrown into it and, you know, you just plugged my handle at Source Sports NJ. If people don't get the reference, you know, I'm here in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, which is a sore town in New Jersey, you know, five minutes away from the beach. And here I am tweeting about the Cowboys out of nowhere almost when I signed on for Inside the Star and, you know, people actually care about, you know, people interacting with those tweets and doing things with them and reading uh, the articles that I write based on those tweets. So mm-hmm. it's been fun and, you know, those are the people that we just saw there in Periscope. So thanks everybody for tuning in and do it again next time and listen to this show and listen to anything else that we have out there and, uh, yeah, go Cowboys as we continue through the, through the podcast too. No, for sure. And if, you, uh, if you're if you listening to the RJO show and you haven't seen it, you can go check out that Periscope video. You can find me on Periscope. Just search for my username. It's RJO Ochoa and watch it and sort of put the whole thing together. That was sort of um, the, the impetus behind this idea, the, the, the inclination, the point of it, the, the hope, the dream. You know, we're at a point um, in society, I think, where we have so many platforms to connect to one another. And I believe that, like Sean is saying very strongly. And, um, you know, in closing, that's just kind of what I want to talk about, Sean, is this was the first preseason game. It was, um, you know, the first real opportunity to to live tweet and experience it among you know the world i mean twitter and facebook and instagram and periscope and everything we do at inside the it connects us all on this insane level and you know for, so, so when dak prescott jumps out and becomes this great guy we can all join in and, and be on the ride together instead of you know you sitting there saying man i can't wait to talk to so and so when i see them in person and i think that's really great and uh, i think that that's the future of, of entertainment, not just sports entertainment, but entertainment in general. And uh, I'm glad that you're a part of it. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that as uh, we wrap this up here? Well, I think the first part has to be, you know, talking about not having to wait to meet in person. When we do finally meet in person, I want some wing stop because <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you know, you'll bring this on in the intro. Of course, uh, 
with your victory in the ESPN San Antonio Rock to Mike competition, that's part of your prize, um, is getting that free wing stop for a year. And I don't think the, they have those around here. If not, I haven't seen them. I usually just go to Wild Wings if I want wings. So uh, I'll try to track down a wing stop and I'll like, try it and then try them again with you. And I know I have to get you to try Josie Porkle. That's something that uh, that I need to work on. So, yeah, you know, to get to your point to wrap things up it's just about you know cultures coming together and different states and you know america's team is represented so far across america of course you know that's an obvious statement that i didn't have to say but it's relevant you know america's team is america's team and for that reason we need a place where we can all come together and that place is twitter and facebook and all these things where we talk about cowboys football we have a great time doing it i love doing radio and podcasts and things like this i couldn't think of you know anywhere i'd better be right now and i know you enjoy the same thing as well because you've had you know quite a bit of success doing this so you know i want to thank you and everybody at inside the star everybody at cowboys nation it's a time to you know really enjoy what we have going right now for sure and you know to to the listeners to the viewers to anybody if uh if you want to be a part of that experience i mean it, it you know just follow me on twitter follow sean on twitter check us out at inside the we have just so many different ways that, that um you know you can do it and, and i think that that's the thing you don't realize that there are other people who who share the same passion because you think man you know my friends whoever doesn't get it blah 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 do it we love talking about this stuff and i love talking about it with sean martin staff writer com and uh, the host of Upon Further Review on WMSC Radio. That's right, Sean. It's almost yeah. time. Yeah, that's going to be coming back. Uh, WMSC Radio is my college radio station. I'm going to be entering my junior year at Montclair State University, which is up in North Jersey. I know I said I'm all going down here in the sewer, so it's about an hour north, uh, up in the North Jersey mountains. We talked about that my first time I was on this show, actually. Yeah. With the mountains, because it was the middle of the winter. And, um, yeah, we have a college radio station. It's a ton of fun to be a part of. I recommend that everybody checks it out. Um, and, and that's, you know, another thing, you know, the power of Cowboys Nation that you talk about. It's so cool, you know, here's a little station in North Jersey broadcasting out of the third floor of a, you know, college building, and yet people are tuning in from Texas or wherever else they may be because of the promotions that we do for it. Um, but yeah, we are 90.3 WMSC. We do a lot of cool stuff. We do, you know, live sports broadcasts that I've been a part of as because I was with our sports team and still with our sports team, and now I run stuff with our web team, but I'm still involved with, you know, the sports side. So I do a lot of things for the station. I've learned a lot working with the great people there at the station. And like you said, one of my biggest things I do for the station is hosting my own sports talk show. It is called Upon Further Review. You can follow it on Twitter at UFRWMSC. So it's Upon Further Review, WMSC. And it's every Friday from 1 to 4 Eastern time. I hop on the air. It's 90.3 FM locally, like I said. If you want to listen to it outside of New Jersey, you're going to have to go to either WMSCRadio.com or just find us on the iHeart app because that's right. We are on the iHeart Radio app along with any of those other big stations that you use iHeart to listen to. Find us, WMSC, tune in, and I'll be there blabbering about sports, and you'll be with me uh, some weeks as well. And I've had Bobby on one time. He was great, and some other Cowboys guests, some non-Cowboys guests. It's Basically, more of this, you know, podcast, radio, that's a discussion for another day as far as how those two things are merging and, you know, how the industry is shaping up between those two. But if you want pure, you know, sports talk radio live in the studio, you can hear me every Friday, wonderful Eastern time, like I said. Well, that's awesome. And it's uh, one of my favorite things to listen to. And I, uh, I love listening to you, Sean. Thank you for coming on and uh, being the guinea pig for this, this RJO show, Ocho Live. Um, crossover episode if you want to call it that 
and mm-hmm. uh, having fun with it. I can't wait to uh, to get this season going. I um, you know, I'm so so happy that that we've been a part of this ride together for uh, for. I can't believe how long it's already been, and you know. Hopefully uh, this season is a lot more fun to ride about. Hopefully I don't need as many plans. Let's just go there and uh, and we'll we'll do that. But thank you for coming on. We'll check out your show. Follow follow Sean on Twitter at Shore Sports NJ and uh, and Prosper. And uh, you know we'll be back right after this break here on the RJO show. Thanks for coming on, Sean. Anytime. Thanks, man. What's up, everybody? RJ here. Obviously, you're pretty smart. I knew you'd figure that out. Hopefully, you liked our little Ocho Live RJ Osho integration. And I'd really love your feedback. If you think that's something that you want to see throughout the 2016 NFL season, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at RJ Ochoa, or you can email me, RJ, at RJOchoaShow.com. Even if you hated it. I mean, whatever it is, tell me. I want to know what's on your mind so we know how to make this show better for you. Because you are who matters the most here on the RJO Show. And speaking of the RJO Show, let's get back to it. The boys are back in town. You guys, the boys are back. The Cowboys are back. Football is back. And the RJO Show is back after that fun little break. Massive shout out to Sean Martin at Shore Sports NJ on Twitter. My fellow staff writer from InsideTheStar.com. Really grateful that Sean took the time to come out and hang out on the RJO show, especially right after the uh, Cowboys Rams preseason game, which was a whole lot of fun. Obviously, the boys are back and it's football season and it feels so good. And I want to just um, get off topic for one brief second. Sean mentioned it and, um, you know, he was on the intro. So it's kind of the first, uh, first moment where it's just you and me. And um, I'd been talking a lot about here on the RJO show and on Ocho Live and on Twitter and Facebook and a whole bunch of social media platforms. I live in San Antonio, Texas, and um, the ESPN affiliate here, ESPN San Antonio, had this contest called Rock the Mic, where they challenge people to come out and give a sports take and some sports chatter and, and, you know, jibber jabber and stuff. And it was a competition that I was in. You um, are probably well familiar with it at this point. And, um, you know, we're taping this on Saturday night, and on Friday, we had the Final Four competition of, of Rock the Mic, and um, I was, you know, fortunate enough, and I'm very blessed and, and humbled and grateful. I won the competition, which was really cool for me and really exciting, and so I just wanted to, to personally say thank you so much to everyone who took the time to vote and spread the word and spread the message, and, and anyone who believed in me in any capacity, it means the world to me. Um, in my life and my career and what I want to do in the world. And I, uh, I'm very touched and very humbled and very proud and very grateful. It's been a fun ride. And so uh, gotten a lot of questions in terms of what does this mean? And um, as far as what it means, I'll tell you, I'll be straight up with you. I, uh, I won a year's supply of Wingstop, a year's worth of Wingstop. The, the wings, if you don't live in Texas, you might not be familiar with it, kind of like Sean was talking about. Um, so, um, you know, that's pretty cool. And here in San Antonio, every day, every weekday from 4 to 7 p.m., there is a show called The Blitz with Jason Minix and Rob Thompson. And I get to co-host The Blitz twice this year. And hopefully, God willing, ideally, some, some things blossom out of that. And, you know, that's just kind of it where we're at. And I'm, I'm really excited. 
uh, with football season coming up and hopefully some opportunities within that and um, just to see where, you know, where we all go. It's a, it's a team effort, and so I thank you for being a part of Team RJ. Um, like I said, truly humbled by it and, and by that experience, and I wanted to share that with you. Uh, that we brought home, you know, we brought home the crown. We did it, guys. And so thank you again. And there's something I want to talk about here. I know this was a really heavy Cowboys podcast. And, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners of different teams. We have some international listeners that like different teams. And, you know, I think it's it's obvious that there's a bit of a Cowboys emphasis here. I'm a staff writer for InsideTheStar.com and, you know, obviously cover the Cowboys on a deep level. There is something that has been bothering me. A lot, and I've been tweeting a lot about this at RJ Ochoa. You can find me. You can talk to me about this if you really want to. Derrick Henry, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner of you know now the Tennessee Titans, he no longer plays for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Don't tell him that though. Derrick Henry is still wearing the number two, okay, on as his jersey number. Now, running backs since 1973 in the NFL can only wear numbers between 20 and 49, yet. You know, Saturday night, the Tennessee Titans hosted the San Diego Chargers in a preseason game, and Derrick Henry's running around out there in the number two. Now, I don't understand this, and I happened to catch a re-airing of the broadcast as I was, you know, getting stuff ready on the RJO show, and I saw one of their one of the Titans sideline reporters. Her name is Kara Hammer. She reported during the game that Derrick Henry has still not decided on a jersey number. That's right. On August 13th, he has still yet to decide what number he will be wearing as a professional football player. So that's why he's rocking number two. And this is super annoying to me. And maybe I'm just on this this tirade about it, but I can't believe this. I mean, Derrick Henry, I know you wore number two, you know, as a member of the Crimson Tide. You won the Heisman. You guys won the national championship. That's great. Move on. Let it go. Grow up. Get a jersey number. And, you know, people are telling me, well, dude, calm down. You know, it's no big deal. This becomes a big deal when you start messing with money, with people's money. And the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans for a reason, and it's because they don't realize that they're losing money on this, okay? It has been 14 weeks since Derrick Henry was drafted on April 29th, 2016. 14 weeks. Let's just say, let's just guess, right, that the Titans would have sold five Derrick Henry jerseys per week on average. You know, I think that's fair, right? And actually, I think that's kind of lowballing it. That's 70 jerseys that they could have sold between then and now, okay? The minimum jersey, the lowest valued jersey that Nike produces for the National Football League, they outfit the whole NFL. The cheapest you can get an official jersey for is $100. That is $7,000 just right there. And that's just me making up a number, you know? And that's just jerseys. And when you think about this, they can't sell Derrick Henry bobbleheads because they don't know what number he's going to wear. Okay, they can't put Derrick Henry on anything. They can't market him. They can't put pictures of him in a Titans uniform anywhere because they don't know what number he's going to wear. I mean, and think about this. If you're, if you know, if you're a Titans fan, you're listening. Let me know. If if you go to Tennessee Titans training camp or a preseason game or wherever, and you get Derrick Henry's autograph, right now, he's probably signing a Derrick Henry number two. Well, when he changes, because he's going to have to change, he can't wear number two. That's going to that's gonna change the value, either lower that value or raise the value of the, the former autograph and the new autograph. I don't understand it. And I, I think it's ridiculous 
that you know the Titans are, are tolerating this. The the call for the Titans, I don't know who who the uh, the color analyst was, but the play by play guy was Dan Haley, who I love of NFL Network. And you know, right after Kara Hammer said this, they cut to Dan, and and Dan said that the Titans, yeah, he likes this because it was them making Derrick Henry feel comfortable. Are you serious? You have to make Derrick Henry feel comfortable, a second round pick, a Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama. Get over yourself, Derrick Henry. Pick a number, grow up, and be a professional. And that's my little rant on Derrick Henry. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, that was fun. I felt like that was fiery. You know, I felt passionate about it. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Like I said, follow Sean. Check out our work. We're going to have tons of, of stuff coming out uh, throughout the week about, you know, the Cowboys, obviously, reactions to the Rams preseason game, getting excited about this season. Guys, we are here. We are in football season. College football is kicking off really soon, uh, but obviously we we deal with the NFL here on the RJO Show, and I wanted to let you know what's coming up on the RJO Show. So on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, it's going to depend on some things, but uh, I'll be having the first episode come out next week, and that episode is going to be with Chris Weaver, one of the feature films producers for NFL Films. Now, you know that here on the RJO Show, we like to dip into the NFL Films pool. Well, this earlier this past week, you know, we're near the end of a week right now, NFL Films announced their slate of programming for the fall in terms of a football life season six and the timeline season two. And a football life, they're doing episodes on Jim Brown, Pat Tillman, uh, Michael Vick, Steve Smith Sr., you know, and, and one of the episodes is Troy Aikman, which is really cool for Cowboys fans. And additionally, the timeline, we've talked about that here too, they're having some great timeline episodes come out. There's going to be one about how the NFL reacted to September 11th. There's going to be one about how the Saints came back from Hurricane Katrina. There's going to be one called There's Only One America's Team, which is about the Dallas Cowboys. And Chris Weaver, he's doing a lot of work on the Troy Aikman episode of A Football Life. And Chris Weaver is doing a lot of the cutting for the Cowboys-Rams portions of uh, Tuesday's Hard Knocks episode, obviously, because Hard Knocks is about the Rams. So we're going to be talking to Chris about all those projects and, and what he's working on and trying to get excited. So if you have any questions for him, tweet me, at Arjo Ochoa. Let me know what you want to know about those, those projects coming up for NFL Films. And then a week from uh, from this week, obviously. That's what a week means, RJ. Get it together, man. We're going to be doing tonight just all over again, kind of reacting to the Cowboys preseason game next week, and I'm going to be doing it with another staff writer from InsideTheStar.com, Jess Haney. Jess will be joining me and, um, you know, doing Ocho Live and everything again, and hopefully you enjoyed it, like I said in the, in, the, in the break there. If you didn't, let me know, and we'll try to get that going to make it the best that it can possibly be for you. Thank you again so much for your support of me in the Rock the Mic competition and everything up until this point. I'm so excited that it's football season. And I will say that I'm doing a lot of research into a pick'em, like I've talked about here. I'm going to have that going really soon um, to, you know, log in. It's just going to be something real simple. Every week, pick who you think is going to win, um, you know, the slate of games that week in the NFL. And uh, it's here. It's that time of year. I'm doing my fantasy draft next week. I'm so excited. And, um, you know. It's football season. I couldn't be happier. I could not be happier to be a part of the RJO show, Inside the Star, and everything going on. It's going to be a great season, guys. I'm so excited. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week with Chris Weaver of NFL Films and Jess Haney of InsideTheStar.com. For now, I leave you to enjoy the rest of your weekend or the early part of your week. And remember, as always, go Cowboys. And peace out! Oh, what's he gonna do?
You wanna get down? Tell me, oh, what you gonna do? Do you wanna get down? Oh, what you gonna do? You wanna get down? 